There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Say goodbye, the sweetness and the sorrow. I don't know Wish this song. Luck, the same to you. I don't know this song. You don't know it? No, oh. and things I don't know, I don't like. James. I only, yes. What I did for love. What did you Marry do? Marry you. Ah. <laughs> it's called What I Did for Love. It's from a chorus line. How could you not know it? I don't, I don't know what that but is. I can't regret what I did for love. Oh, actually, no, I what know it. What I did for love. I actually know it. You know that? I, yeah, no, I, I know it. I know, that's actually, <laughs> I know, I actually. Pain. I actually know it more than you know it, if I'm anything. This <laughs> <laughs> is the approach that our four-year-old takes life. He just automatically – I always ask him things like, do you know about this? Did you know there are yeah. eight planets? And He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You didn't even know what a planet was. I know. You know let alone there's eight of them. Anyway. I saw this great video I think I was telling you about. It. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's a skit. But a guy gets – his girlfriend reveals to him that he's – That she's going to sing – what no, love from a no, that she's pregnant <laughs> and he doesn't get it. Like she gives him a t-shirt that's like best dad or whatever. And he doesn't get it. He's like, but I'm not a dad. And then he tries to turn it around and be like, oh, actually I did know. I, I knew before you because the doctor, <laughs> like he can't just admit that he didn't know and he didn't understand. It's really funny. Well, that, yeah. that says a lot about that guy's ego. No, I mean, it's a skit. It's not a, re- he's not a real <laughs> I mean, he's a real guy, but it, you, yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway, it's suggestible. Anywho, we suggest things. We do. I'm Claire. He's James. My yep. eyes are dry. Why are you singing this particular thing? Well, it's to do with my suggestible. What is it? The gift was ours to borrow. I hate this. What is it? Oh, I love it. It's such a good song. <laughs> I just was in the mood to sing some musical numbers. Okay. Anyway. Let's hope everybody tuning into yeah. this is in so the mood. So have you heard, song. James? James, have you heard of a little musical called Hamilton? Yeah. Have you? Have yeah, you I've really? Seen it. And, I've seen, and I've it? seen, along with you, half of the Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, we haven't watched the yeah. end of it yet. But I so loved the uh, soundtrack so much. Anyway, well, uh, you saw it live, you lucky old duck. I did. You real old duck. I'm an old so duck. Old. He's so old. I'm so You're old. older every day. Anyway, there is a wonderful video of my first recommendation on the tubes. Of the celebration that they do at the end of Hamilton with all of the cast, including Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. And he gets all of the the cast, so not just the main, like the leads, but the ensemble cast. And they each sing lines from this beautiful song from a chorus line. And it makes me cry. And it's so beautiful. Was it their last show ever or something? Yeah, it was. With the original cast mm. or whatever. And it's gorgeous because... He, because he for so long did sort of amateur theatre and musicals yeah. and all that kind of stuff, he understands what it's like to be like a super enthusiastic member of the chorus <laughs> who never never gets to sing a line, which is me when I do theatre. Oh, sometimes I got like one you or did, two You lines. had some parts, man. <laughs> I had a few. Yeah. Anyway, 
And so it's so gorgeous because you see all the leads don't sing a bit, sing except for in the main bits and the, yeah. the members of the chorus, you never hear sing solo, sing solo. Mm. And you just see them up there and they're just belting it out with all their heart and you're just like, yeah, man. Also they're really talented obviously because yeah. they're in like Because a even if you're musical. even to, to, to get to that level, even as a person who stands in the background is like. Yeah, exactly. If you have to yeah. hold a tree, you're going to be the best tree holder of all time. You better goddamn believe Not it. Not that anyone holds a tree in Hamilton. Anyway, it's just gorgeous and I found it through Jennifer Garner who I follow on Instagram who I've talked about before but I just bloody love her. She's a bit of a ray of sunshine, Mm. which is so ironic that she was married to Ben Affleck. Everybody's got their different, you know, everyone's (laughs) opposites and whatever. Anyway, he's dating Anna Diamas or whatever. Uh, from um, I see. Many things. No, you do. She's she's the lead in uh, Knives Out. Ah, okay. Has she ever sung... In a chorus line, I don't. Look, I think I don't dry. believe so, but I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know for a fact. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway, well, mm. I wonder if Ben Affleck has ever sung this song to Jennifer yeah, Garner. What? What is something? Sure, he maybe he was in something you were singing in his bad, but I might just be thinking of Russell Crowe yeah, in Les Mis yeah, or whatever. He's real bad. Look, he's not. He's not the best. In Les Mis, but he's like perform. His performance is good. Yeah, he's a good Javert. He's, yeah, he's, he's just a great, and actor. he can sing. He just can't do that. No, no particular... because the Les Mis soundtrack or the score mm. is so difficult, and there's nowhere to hide. Particularly no. in his song "Stars in yeah. the Multitude." And uh, look, honestly, I, and they sang like live. Like I don't think <laughs> the dark. He does a good, like he does a pretty good job considering. <laughs> But yeah, he's not. Oh, the sentinel. Just get attention. Do what they used to do and just dub. Just get someone else. Like it's fine. They should have got the old Claire Tonts over here. Yeah, get, get oh, it. You could do the you could do those parts, <laughs> and you could do all the I acting. I could literally sing that entire musical from start to finish. I could do a one woman show of me just doing lamies. You know what you should do? What? You should start a separate podcast, <laughs> of- devoid of me, where you can do that. <laughs> No one would listen to that. Not even my mum would listen to that. I bet you're probably right. <laughs> However, maybe I will just do that. Maybe you will. Maybe I will. Anyway, yeah, so that's my recommendation. Cool, just a good fun thing. Yeah, also watch Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. No, you've watched half of Hamilton, so you didn't get to say shit about Hamilton no, on Disney+. No, because I know what happens in the second half and my little heart at the moment couldn't take it. I couldn't okay. take it. Where did you learn about what happened in the second half? No, you've been hiding I've been it from been me for years away. and years. Mm. I heard, I got, it's got spoiled for me on a podcast that I love. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, Annabelle Crabbe and Lee Sales yeah, on yeah. Chat 10 Looks 3 spoils it for me. Yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Anyway, it's but good. still, I couldn't listen. I just couldn't watch that. But it is. Because I didn't brilliant. know any of that when I saw it in the, oh, the theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even know the soundtrack. Amazing. No, I intended, because I, I didn't want to. I, I know, purposefully which is didn't. Genius. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like, you didn't even know the soundtrack. I thought you were no, like accusing me. I know, because I think me knowing the soundtrack so well, I'd kind of built up the story in a different way in my head. So when I saw uh, it live, it was yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. to how I imagined yeah, it. Yeah, okay, now I can understand anyway, that. Anyway. Okay, right. over to you, Jim. Uh, this is uh, from this is from Netflix. It's a show called High Score. It's oh. created by France Corstrel, and it looks at the creation of video games and broken into different genres and eras over five or six episodes. So you might be like, "Boo, video games!" Right? That's you, right? But there might be some things that might interest you. You'll never watch this, but I'm anyway, just I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I forgive you. So there's fighting games. So do like fighting games, role playing games. Uh, they, they did like the, the, the video game bust, you know, the, the, do you know about that? The video games nearly sunk in the eighties. 
big part because an ET game came out and it was so bad that it like nearly destroyed the industry. It completely sunk video games. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then they went and took all the copies that didn't sell and buried them in the desert. And it was this <laughs> urban myth of like, did this thing really happen? Did they did they really bury hundreds of thousands of copies of this ET game? They fucking did. They really did it because like, then it got dug up. Uh, the Nintendo versus Sega era of the 90s, you're familiar with that? That was like a big thing when we were growing up. Yeah, I, don't I if do you remember. vaguely remember that. They talk about that, the transition from 2D to 3D video games and how that was quite a difficult thing. And they do these things where they're like, they'll introduce like titan, titans of industry and the people who made Doom and how they were like these rock star developers and all these kinds of things. But then they'll look at lesser known also more influential people, not more influential, lesser known, less influential, I would say, on a smaller scale, but have these really fascinating stories. Because a lot of people when video games are starting, and even now, it's a level playing field in terms of creation. You know, like if you know how to do these things, if you know how to code or, you, you know, then you can create these very specific and, and, and even like big changes that affect people. Because like there was this man who made this RPG in the 80s, which is a role-playing game, right? So you a little adventure. It, it, it was a gay man during the, uh, the AIDS epidemic and which they had these real life homophobic figures in the media who then he would put into the game. And it was his way of kind of pushing back and it was really cathartic to make this game as a way to kind of like, this is a bit of like a, a, like a fuck you and like, but in your own way kind of thing. And that went out and it wasn't like a hugely successful game and it was lost to time for like decades. But to the people who played that, who it meant something to, it was a huge deal. You know what I mean? And it also, so it was looking, it looks at people like that. And it also looks at like kids and teenagers from the eighties and nineties who are now, you know, in their thirties, forties, probably forties, fifties, who won big like gaming tournaments. And there were these huge moments when they were kids and kind of where they are now. And so look, it's, um, it's, it's a bit all over the place in terms of like the narrative. Cause it's, it kind of jumps from here to there, but it's like, it was like right up my alley. I'm like, this is good fun. And it's kind of, it was interesting to see not just like these are the big creative voices and these are the big companies. It was like this is the big guy who like the first guy who invented video games. So it was about like th- there was a, a black guy in America who invented the video game cartridge and like all these things that I didn't really know about, which was the stuff that I found really fascinating. That, yeah. um, and that is so far yeah. up your alley. It's basically called James Alley. It was good. They nearly called it James Alley, but it was a bit. <laughs> What's bit it niche. called? It's for- called High Score. High Score. Um, if you love like the Toys That Made Us, which is that show about like yes, all the different toys, all the different, then it, you'll you'll enjoy this. It's a it feels similar in uh, interesting in the genesis of stuff. You know what I'm discovering in Sega Genesis called the Mega Drive in oh, Australia and regions of Europe. We've un- unintentionally exploded a video game nerd bomb over there. Yeah, you've been singing for like twenty <laughs> minutes. So calm <laughs> down, all right. Look, everyone's mm. a nerd about something. That's right. I'm a nerd about good things and you're a nerd about boring things. <laughs> the video game industry is bigger than the movie and music <laughs> and writing, writing I, industry combined, I Claire. I disagree with any of that. I just boring. It's a mainstream it's, event. I, I understand it's boring though you're to boring. me, which you're means, boring. and I am the definitive expert on all things. You're definitive on nothing. It's on being boring, musical theatre. No, Are you're not even that. No, I'm joking. I'm so sorry. Anyway, watch it if you want. All right. That sounds really good. What about you? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, okay. So I have discovered I'm just loving at the moment a bit of the old stand-up comedy mm. just because it's getting me through, mate. It's getting sure. me through the lockdown because we are currently in, if you haven't already heard us bang on about it for the last couple of episodes, one of the strictest lockdowns around at the moment. In I Melbourne. can't even watch Tenet, the movie. I know. And I, I can't even looks, watch The New Mutants, which is coming out I this week. And I thought you'll be proud of me for this fact for Tenet. I'm not that proud they of They crashed like a Boeing 747. They did do that, yeah. I know. Where'd you hear that? On the news. Whoa. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so because we, we mentioned it. I was like, is that a model? Did they, like, it looks pretty real. And they were like, no, it was cheaper to buy an old one and crash it yeah. than like do it with special effects. That would kind of be incredible. Mm. What did they crash it into? Like a building or an airport? Not a real one, but yeah. Jeez. Mm. Crazy. The stuff they do, the stuff they do for film. What they do for film. I hate this episode <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, we're Love like it. the Ben Affleck, Jennifer, Jennifer um, Garner. So we're going to break up dynamic. Oh, through no. infidelity. No, is that what And alcoholism. Been? Oh, God. <laughs> is that no. what's going to happen? No, I take it all back. Well, it's too late. You I don't take back the fact that Jennifer Garner is like wonderful and I love and her. And Ben Affleck's a pretty good Batman. So they've both got things <laughs> yeah. going on, don't they? I- what was the other guy that played um, Bruce Wayne? Michael Keaton. No. Adam West. No. Christian Val Kilmer. Christian Bale. I saw George Clooney. Bale with like Kevin Conroy. Giant st- <laughs> so I know you know everything about there is to know. So anyway, I just saw a snap grab of um, Christian Bale with like a giant mustache being interviewed about the announcement of um, Ben Affleck coming back as Batman. And it oh, was really? just like a really weird. Like throw away, like was line. he confused? Yeah, no, he was. Was it a meme or a, a video? No, it was a video. It was yeah. obviously someone had asked him, like on a red carpet or something, yeah. which is weird because COVID. But anyway, and and he just was like, you know, he's it's an iconic role, and he's he makes a great Batman, and people made fun of you know other people for blah blah blah, but actually. He he makes a real goal of it. Good on him or something. You sure it wasn't about Robat Battenbat? No. Robert Pattinson? I don't That's think about, so. Mm. Anyway, I just couldn't stop staring at Christian Bale's giant moustache. He's a chameleon, that guy. He can be Why anybody. He, he can be giant thin. Moustache. Anyway, back to what my suggestible was. What's stop your suggestible me was? off track. You off track. You started her. talking about Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. And you said she's Batman. Great. She makes me happy. Anyway, so I've been looking at different stand-up comics recently and I've rewatched Mike Babiglia's comedy special. Bloody love that. Anyway, I on my phone, on my phone on my Instagram app, if anyone knows that, I follow the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and I really missed that this year because there was no Melbourne International Comedy Festival because of COVID. It's one of my favourite times of the year. Anyway, they had, they're just doing lots of throwback clips of, pre, of past comedy festivals and uh, this comedian called Zineb Johnson um, does a stand-up routine that is just so blisteringly funny I had to then go and discover more about her. So she's American. Um, she's an actress and a writer as well. And her comedy is based on her unique point of view, which was shaped growing up in Harlem as one of 13 siblings in a Muslim family. After getting a degree in math and taking a job as a teacher, she quickly learned that she had a different calling. And she's just done so many different things. 
She was named one of Variety's top 10 comics to watch in 2019 and she's currently one of the hosts of Netflix's new show, 100 Humans. I'm not familiar with this show. Which I haven't watched yet either, but I will now because I really like her and I just deep dived into her YouTube channel. Do you ever do that? Just stumble on someone and then the fall time. down a rabbit hole? Happens literally and every he, day. All right. Okay. And probably everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew. I just don't really watch. YouTube I love finding that much. someone who's really dedicated to something, but like really small Aww. and like, and like really niche. And I'm like, I don't want to disturb this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch. <laughs> Why? Because you disturb it by like, Mentioning it and then exploding it or something. I can't. I don't have that kind of um, pull. But no, I just like to watch. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like a creepy person. No, like you know, like you're watching something <laughs> in their natural environment. You'd be like, shh. <laughs> like you're like they're like David Attenborough of YouTube. I uh, guess. Oh, good mm. lord. Anyway, I really recommend her. I think she's really fun and funny, and I just really enjoyed her. And I think she's a comedian. She's obviously got. A you big think career she's a comedian, anyway. do? <laughs> So annoying. <laughs> anyway, I reckon Ooh. she's going to be um, even more well-known. Than me? Than you. Wow. Than she currently is. Wow. Anyway, all right, so that's my recommendation. Off you chop. I've got a, I watched a movie. I think it was on Prime Video. You watched a movie. That's unlike you. I know. It's very unusual. Uh, it's called Loose. It's directed by uh, Julius Ona. He, you might know him as the director of the worst Cloverfield movie, which to be fair, I don't entirely blame because I think they changed into a Cloverfield movie in, ed- in, like, in editing in the very last minute. James, I've come up with a name for you. What is it? You're a real film buff. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Film uh, buff. Film, yeah. Film well, buff. Anyway. Isn't that weird that if you're really into something, you, you get called a buff? Yes. Why is that? That's weird. I've never been a buff about anything. That's because you're not you're not good good at anything. You don't know anything. <laughs> That's really mean. My feelings are hurt. I'm a real buff at coping with your shtick. That's probably true. <laughs> anyway, you're a real film buff. Is all I wanted to Thank say. Thank you. I pre- film at buff. Uh, film buff. At stars uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Naomi Watts, Octavia Spencer, Tim Roth. Great cast. So it's about this liberal-minded uh, couple in the U.S., Amy and Peter. Uh, they're forced to reconsider the image of their adopted son after they discover he's written an extremely disturbing essay uh, for his class at school. So he was tasked by Octavia Spencer to write an essay about uh, somebody from history, from their perspective, and he and it's, he picks this this dictator who's known for these horrible atrocities and writes it about how um, violence is a way to keep people in line, like committing all these horrible acts on people. But the thing is, the reason it might be uh, unusual or terrible for him is because he was adopted at 10 years old from a war-torn African nation. And even though, like, he's had all this therapy and he seems, like, cured and he's, he's like, this golden child, at, at, like, in his family and at school everybody loves him because he's, like, he's the American success story. You know what I mean? He's an immigrant who came over and he had horrible background but now he's kind of made good. So it's also hinted at that when he was a child he was perhaps some kind of child soldier and forced to do, atro- like, atrocious things. But as it said, like, he seems to have, like, gotten past this, you know. But then when you get somebody at 10, there's... There's a lot of things that, you know, could have already been, you know, damage could be done by that point, you know what I mean, especially in like a case like this. So there's there's a lot of expectations on him and everybody kind of expects certain things from him either, you know, like mostly good things, mostly like he's this wonderful kid, but some other people uh, are starting to like think that maybe he's it's all a facade, it's a mask and he's actually horrible. And it's and you see and you see with him as well, like 
he seems to feel the pressure of he has to be one of these two things. He's either this savior in the success story or he's a monster. You know what I mean? He, mm. Like he can't just be like a, red, a, a, regular, a regular person. person. It's really compelling and it's, a, it's very ambiguous. Like there's a lot of gray area. So it's all about like nature versus nurture and race and mental health and the failings of the education system and the good things about the education system and adoption and all these other things. I loved it. I thought it was really great. Uh, it's not like a light watch, but you know, you're not, you're not, if I know you're not a big fan of violence in movies, there's none of that, but it's kind of, it's, it's just a very interesting, compelling movie, uh, which, which looks at some really interesting themes in, in a way that I hadn't seen before. And a story that I hadn't seen before either, which is, um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's Where called can you uh, get it? Loose. It's on Prime. In Australia, it's on Prime Video, but I don't All know. Right. I definitely where. will watch that. Yeah. I think that sounds really fascinating. And Naomi and Watts, Octavia Spencer. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Naomi Watts is excellent. So good. I find the whole idea of child soldiers, um, what's the word? Like, obviously, it's devastating. Mm. And then just. Really unsettling. Yeah, like I think. I mean, obviously, everyone does. It's not like I'm unique in. No, but there that. is something about taking a kid and like brainwashing them and yeah, and twisting them yeah. into something. Um, that's is that that's the theme of that is present in Blood Diamond. Yes, the there is. Yeah, a bit yeah. Of that, I remember yeah. watching that, and that stage, that kind of imagery and the stories that you hear about that stays stays with you for a really long time. Yeah, I I just think at becoming a parent as well, it's got worse for me. I find it yeah. really hard. And I think it's still really important to uncover these stories and examine what it does to people so that we can hopefully move to make actions to prevent things like that happening. Yeah. But it's that, it's a fine line, isn't it, between exposing that kind of content but then also what it does to your mental health as, a, mm. as an audience member. Totally. And then also are you turning that kind of content into something that's like voyeuristic or something? Yeah. And I find that. Anyway, I, I still don't know where I sit with all of that. I did. I for the, I didn't find this movie like that at all. Yeah, I thought like yeah, Blind Diamond definitely did come to mind, but that's more kind of your action fair and you know what I mean. It's about you got to get a diamond and there's a specific bad guy, but this not really. It's not like, like that. that. It's, it's like a lot more and area. It's had, there's this really interesting conversation because do you know Tim Roth? You probably know. You'd know him from things. Um, he's plays Naomi Watts' husband and they're talking, he's talking about the things that they gave up in adopting this kid, even though, you know, they love him. He's, mm. you know, he's, the whole world is around him, but he's saying we, you can't pretend that we haven't given up things because when you get a 10-year-old from a war-torn nation and, and then you, you don't have kids like other people might have kids, you know what I mean? You don't have the newborn stage and then they, you know, they, they kind of bond to you immediately. You've got this kid who's come from this horrible scenario and you spend years taking them to therapy and, you know, building up trust and all those kinds of things. And he's, say, he's not saying like, I regret doing it, but he's saying you can't say that we didn't give up something in, in doing, doing this it, good thing, you know? It. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's really interesting because I wonder where to the white saviour stuff comes and the, in. Yeah, and, and it's sort of, it doesn't, doesn't really look at that, but there is that kind of, it's more about the expectations where people are like, oh, no, you're good now, like, because you came here and we fixed you. Like, there is that kind, there's, there's yeah, that like element that of it. Yeah, there's definitely to, that then, to yeah. To put that on, them, mm. on him. Yeah, it's so interesting. That reminds me of that movie about adoption and fostering kids. Um, Lion? No, Nicole well, Kidman? that is also a yeah. brilliant, oh, God, that's a brilliant film. Nicole Kidman is brilliant yeah, she's in that great. too. Mm. Lion is excellent. No, and um, we watched it recently and it's about a couple and what's her, Rose Byrne is the, plays the mother. Oh, and Mark Wahlberg's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, f- family, instant family. Instant family, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a really interesting look at the foster care mm. system. 
that that couple adopt um, three kids from when they're what it's kind of around what five and about ten and a teenager. Yeah, something like something that. Something yeah. like that, and it's based on a true story. Mm. And that's the writer director, I think. Yeah, yeah. three kids, yeah. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking and mm. wonderful and a really fascinating look at the foster care system, which I had never thought about much before. Mm. Um, and in Australia, the adoption laws that we have are so much stricter than in other parts of the world. So it's yeah. actually a lot harder here to adopt kids. Mm. Um, anyway, I just thought that's a beautiful look too. And, and I think it does still paint just how much it doesn't sort of, poured it through rose-coloured rose glasses, you know. there yeah. are. It does also highlight a lot of the difficulties too. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, that sounds really great. I have one extra thing. Let's do it. You know, I always love to stick a little gem in if I can. <laughs> sure. So this one is a suggestion to do with your kids. It's a guy. He's called Jack Hartman and he makes videos on the, the YouTube. Is he still making them? Um, yeah, he is. He's really prolific. So the reason I he recommend him. He must be him, crushing it. Yeah, well, I used to use him. <laughs> His videos, not him specifically. What? Um, his videos are really great for when I was teaching the first year. We have a similar amount of prep. YouTube videos. I mean, YouTube subscribers. Well, there you go. So you're just as famous as Jack Hartman. No, he has um, many, Anyway, he many has many a videos. BA in child psychology and an MA degree in clinical psychology from Assumption College. And he began his career working with autistic kids um, in Florida and also as a social worker with delinquent kids in St. Petersburg. So he's... You can tell that he has a real background in child sort of psychology and understanding kids. And also I can, I think I can see the influence of working with autistic kids as well in his videos because they're very clear and they're very simple, but yeah, there's right. a huge amount of work that's gone behind them to make them really educational and really catchy. And you can't stop singing his songs and he's terribly daggy. Like the world's most terribly daggy he is terribly dad. Daggy, he's yeah. terribly daggy. So it, it is strange that kids love his stuff so much, um, but the reason kids I, don't know though, like no, they don't like, and that's the thing. It surprises me every time. Every time I show kids that, whether we're in um, working with Indigenous kids um, up north or in um, primary school here in Melbourne, kids have just really enjoyed his videos and got a lot out of them. They're really funny and silly, but also grounded in a lot of great kind of clear education, particularly. I reckon for preschool age kids and prep grade one, grade twos, mm. they're really Before excellent. they get too cool. What's that? Yeah, before they mm. get too cool. That's so true. So I really love the stuff he does around letters and numbers as well because they're sneakily learning when they don't even yeah. know. So um, some You've of, done such good work with our son on letters and numbers as well. Well, I'm tricking. The whole thing with these kids at this age is just to getting Trick them into wanting to do it. He read like a sentence this morning. It was crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. I, but look, it's early days and he might lose interest again because he's four and a half. But it's good fundamentals like that you're teaching him. Yeah, mm. correct. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But it's also about just trying to find ways in with kids at his age that um, you're not kind of forcing them to do it in a way that makes them frustrated and hate it. Um, and Jack Hartman has a way of kind of making it fun and a bit joyful. So good anyway, on him, man. Yeah, so animal alphabet A to Z is a really good one, oh, A to Z. Count to 100 every day is great because they do kind of fitness and actions as well as counting, um, and that's a really, really great one. We've also been doing his series on the letters, so how to draw the letters and make say the sounds, and they're really yes. clear and they help you with your body movements too to make the shapes of the letters. So that's my little recommendation. If you have kids at home and you're stuck for something to do, do a little bit of Jack Hartman. 
It's fantastic stuff. Yeah, he's also on Spotify. So if you don't want to do video content, you can just do the audio stuff. But the video content really does actually help them when they're going to do some learning. Very good. Yeah. Let's talk about now the reviews of this show that people can make. Sure. You you can do it in-app, Claire. Did you know that? I certainly didn't. Uh, This is from 2717 Sebastian 2004. And the title of this review is Less Successful, because as we all know, this is the less successful podcast of the two that I do. It says, I don't know why this podcast is rad. There you go. <laughs> is that it? That's it. That's as easy Fair as that. Enough. I know why it's rad because I'm on it. That's the only reason. <laughs> no, but I appreciate rad. I Me feel too. like rad is a really good idea. Reviews attitude. help. They help us beat other podcasts and that's my goal in life. Is it? Yeah, destroy it. I thought it was just to be an all well, all over, well-rounded human being. No, to be the best at everything. You know, to care about others and contribute to society. To be the best. To be a good dad. To be the best and mute all the. um, (laughs) To be all the best, forget about the rest. To mute all the, yes, (laughs) and mute all the WhatsApp groups that I'm in. Yeah, you do that constantly. All right, I have an email. If you Go would like to email us with your suggestion, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can email us at, at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Yeah. I have an email from Joseph Dana. Hello, Joseph. Hello, Claire. I love the show. Love you, Bantry Chemistry. Thanks, mate. I've been in a mission for a couple of months trying to suggest a show to the old boot. Oh, here we go. Uh, it's called Impulse. It's on YouTube Premium and it's a spin-off to the 2009 movie Jumper, which he deeply loves. I am familiar with this. It's dark and gritty and real. It has superpowers in it, but it's more about loneliness, feeling different and trying to leave an abusive community and finding love. Also, drug cartels and difficult parent-child relationships. Who? A whole gamut of things. P.S. I don't know if you saw my precious messages, but if you did, I think I think you suggesting the show to him could sneakily annoy him. What and show I feel was that? Like I missed that. Annoying you. What was that? <laughs> he feels like this could sneakily annoy. Oh, because him. Uh, yeah, I do get recommended this a lot. Oh, do you? Because people are like, do you know there's a uh, have you there's watched a it? No, I haven't yet. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Joseph. He says, keep up the good work. Pet the dog for me. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. She's driving us a little bit crazy at the moment. Keeps barking. That's, a, that's our fault because we're not walking her enough. Correct. Now you're on your phone. I know. I, I was looking. For, I had another thing you to look put like on. Real bored. I know. I had another thing get to bring engaged, up and I can't get, find it. Come on, I was trying to find that me. that video from the mentioned at the start. I know it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, from Hamilton. No, 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 no. The one about the guy who was like he was, insisted that he knew that he was. Ah, oh, that guy. I'll try well, and find it and send it to Colling. So nothing put it in but there. professionalism here. That's right. Anyway, next week, whatever. The same thing from lockdown. I can't. How many? We're four weeks in now. We've got two weeks left, but they said they could extend it. Yeah. Extreme lockdown. I don't know. I'm going to lose my fucking mind, Claire. It's already gone, mate. Mm. It's gone. And I rolled my ankle bouncing on the trampoline, landing on a miniature basketball. <laughs> Really hurt, Claire. I know you came hobbling and you wanted me to look at it like I a just little said, kid who scratched no, the knee. No, I said just tell, look at this and just tell me if it looks like it's not like really damaged. Busted. I, th- I no. thought it was fine, but it's always good to get a second opinion. <laughs> well, and I wanted yeah. someone to kiss it, and make it better. Also, <laughs> yeah. well, I did give you a little kiss and gave you a cuddle, and made it feel better. <laughs> that's not so what that's happened. Good. <laughs> that is not what happened. Put a little band aid on it <laughs> with a little Mickey Mouse. No, you were like, we should strap this. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm yeah, a man. You, yeah, I did. And I should say, I said, I told you to get off it, and you just like hobbled around the house, being like, Ugh. "I have to do stuff." All right, don't be lying down. Oh uh, yeah, this is true. You're busy. You're a busy man. Can I tell you my injury of this week? Sure. I feel kind of stupid. Go. Okay. So I boiled some pasta. Okay. 
And then I never time the pasta, though I probably should. I just eat a bit to check if it's ready. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I got a spoon out and I scooped out a spirally pasta thing and I blew on it and then I ate it in the process eating a bit of boiled water. You fool. And scalding my bottom lip. <laughs> and it was very painful. Did you come and speak to me? No, I didn't. I saved it for this podcast. Wow. We're and really a good thing. Scraping the bottom we of the We are hard up for barrel. content here. <laughs> At least mine was like, mine had action and suspense and a basketball. It did. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was just cooking dinner for my family. Mm. The injuries that can happen. We're all living through something, let me tell you. Yeah. We, we have people who are doing all right out there. We've got it we relatively do. easy. We can still work and jobs and all that kind of thing. Correct. So, so we're sending you yeah. all the love in the world. My favourite thing is seeing what celebrities are doing, going on their Instagram and being like, <laughs> I need some inspiration from Josh Gad. <laughs> I like Josh he's Gad. Living, he's living in like a mansion or something. I like Josh in Gad. In front of their yeah. infinity pool. Yeah. Oh, man, a pool would be great. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Our son said that to me this week. He was like, I really miss the pool, Mum. Yeah, because we'd be like, going to the pool. Yeah, we, 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 we used to go to the pool like twice a week. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I know what would cheer you up. What's that? What I did for this isn't, love. This is not cheering me up. This is the opposite of cheering me up. Look, my eyes. I don't even dry. know this song. Nobody knows this song. Everyone knows this song. It is so famous. Right, hey, message us at Mr. Sunday Movies <laughs> at, what are you, Mrs. Sunday Movies? Yes, I am currently. It is such a famous song. It's from a very famous musical called Chorus Line and literally I reckon everyone has sung this at school at some point. Disagree. And if you've watched the TV show Glee, it is definitely on that. I don't watch the TV show. You know what I used to do when I was a young man, a younger man? Oh, so uh, what? For the about, TV show. Uh, maybe 30 years ago. 30 years ago. <laughs> um, the lead character from Glee, who's now dead, by the way. I know. What the hell, 2020? Yeah. I'm really I, I don't even think that. I think balls. it was before this. But anyway, me yeah, and him. there's a Glee curse. Oh, there's a Glee. Me and him were. Oh, yeah, there was someone else who died from Glee. Yeah, but. Me and him were the same age when he was alive. Now I'm older than him because he stopped aging because of his death. That's um, the way time that's works. That's the way time works. So when I was at school, uh, when I was teaching, sorry, and the kids, would come, the kids would be like, oh, my God, we love Glee and we love this guy, this cool high school guy. And I'm like, guess what? We're the same age. And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you're cool. High school friend or whatever. We're the same age. He's 27 (laughs) like me. Do you know my favourite bit of like uh, content that I heard from you when you started back teaching at um, the primary school Mm. after we'd been away up north and you came back? One of the five sixes ran into another class and told the class that a Calvin Klein model was working. That is not true. Class. That is so true. One of your colleagues told me that. One of the kids ran in. That is Because you were all felt from doing nothing up north except for getting tanned and running around the oval. And I think obviously they didn't have many young handsome teachers working at the school. And so they. Well, that's a real slap like- into the face <laughs> to the other guy who started at the same time as me. <laughs> Yeah, well, with. I don't know what they said about him. I'm sure they said no. wonderful things too because he's a legend. But uh, I think that's so funny. I think if that, if that, is, a, if that is a true story, which it isn't. <laughs> it is um, a true story. That would have quickly worn off the novelty of that. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not saying they still would think that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think I'm real odd looking. So stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. you're very handsome. Well, thank you. Well, you uh, are. Uh, well, and you, you know, you've got charm. 
you've got a certain something about you that some people would you find appealing. Personality. Yeah, it's summertimes, yeah. I got person. I actually something hit me recently. I read somewhere someone said um that Claire is very annoying, but it's it's a joy to listen to her annoy you. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I initially was laughing at that. I was like, ha, 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 how great. And then I went, Oh. That's an insult. What if I'm annoyed? What if I am really annoying and no one has ever told me? And and I'm the annoying person. You know when you have a group of people and you're like, will she just shut the F up? And no, everyone's staring look, at me. I've met your friends and you're not that person. <laughs> I can name them. I'm gonna name them right now. Here no, we go. No one annoying. But you know, it's the same fear. It lives in the same You never spot. know, do you? Okay. That fear of being the annoying one is the same fear of being the one with bad breath that's nice. Yeah. Like it's I know in the same place. I know people, for example, um, you know, I'm friends with, and they're like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me, like, fuck everybody and whatever. I don't even care. And I just want to be like, but you know, if you really knew what people think of you, I think you'd be quite upset, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like, you're like, I don't even care. I'm a, I'm a bastard. I'm like, yeah, but if you really knew, like, people don't think you're cool and cavalier, people just hate you. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> I do think, though, that there is something to be said for walking your own path. Totally, Treading but this is but this road, is not, not that. About I'll mention who it is after, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> no, I actually saw a hilarious <laughs> comment that I think Felicity Ward, one of my favorite comedians, mentioned mm. or tweeted, where she said something about people's bad breath and oh, like wearing worst. masks, and she's ah, like, yeah. "Yes, it has been that bad for yeah. many years, and you've just never known." And she said it in a much funny way. Yeah, but I just thought that was quite funny that that um. People are discovering they have bad breath. What for the is first the time. what is the purpose of bad breath? Like what? Not the purpose. What is the what's the cause? I think there's lots of different because there can be genetic. It can be diet. It can just be de- oral hygiene in general, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think yeah, it can be diet. I think in Sex in the City, there's a character called the Turtle who has perpetually bad breath, mm. and I think it's like Chinese herbs or something that he's been taking. Okay, no, that's just in the movie. I don't know. I think there there are clinical conditions where you yes. genuinely have halitosis. Yeah, and then I guess maybe it's also about yeah what you eat or mm. whether how well you clean your teeth, dental hygiene. I don't know. I know people don't really like that bloody stale coffee breath. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I have that. I think. I don't think your breath's all right. All maybe right. I'm just used to it. <laughs> you did wake up the other morning and say to me. Jeez. Yeah, that was that was. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, that's because I got to sleep in for like once in my uh, <laughs> goddamn life. Because you're normally the one that wakes up late, but you get you stay late, so it's all equal in the in the end. But I actually got to sleep in, and you and it never happens. And you came in, and you were like, oh, and I'm Whoa. like, yeah, because you literally never experienced my morning breath because I get up three or four hours early, maybe five hours early. Oh, calm than down. You. Maybe today you did, but yes. <laughs> oh, no, usually. <laughs> That, that's probably true. Yeah, but you go to bed really late, so, you know. That's true. It all comes down the wash. Right. Anyway, we've been banging on for what way too long. What time is it? Long. How long have this been? 38 minutes, mate. It's too long. Way too long. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. i got to go to bed. All right, send in your fucking whatevers. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, mate. Love you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're all right too, mate. This kombucha can. Pretty good. I drink too many drink of so those. Much? You do. You're it's better than there. drinking beer. I think about it. Even though I crack one of these, it's better than drinking a beer. You don't like beer. Exactly. <laughs> Better than drinking a beer, though. I was drinking like, yeah. you know, four beers in a row. I bet you it'll come out one day that kombucha's bad for you. Everything, Just like everything. What, fucking whatever. You know what? 
After 2020, I will believe anything. If someone said to me that aliens were landing tomorrow, I would be like, you know what? If that did happen, I'd be like, we just don't have time for this shit. Like, this is not, (laughs) can you just fucking not? (laughs) Fucking beat it. Just wait till 2021. Like, it would just be like, like, it would be more like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it really would be. Like, it wouldn't be, be, it wouldn't be amazing and it wouldn't be terrifying. It would just be like, okay. Yeah. All right. Totally. I completely, yeah. Agree. Uh-huh. So you hear that, aliens? Please don't land. I think if there's supposed to be a, like a meteor hitting on Monday, like there's a chance that it could hit the Earth, and I'm like, <laughs> whatever, whatever, like fucking whatever. Honestly, after this year, like a point four percent that it could hit or something. Oh lord, maybe it's already happened. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just read a fake article. I don't even know. <laughs> That's what's happening. I read an article about conspiracy theories and how the reason that there's so many at the moment, there's mm. like th- like hundreds around. It's just because people are so bored yeah. at and home. And it's They've Facebook. Got way too much time it's Facebook don't like step on anything. Yeah. Don't give a shit. But yeah. I think people also, when they feel out of control, just want to create things to sort of say everything's Definitely. all a conspiracy. When, you're, when something's wrong, it's like one of those things where it's like you know something's wrong or you feel that, un, you know, but so you look for a, look for a reason. Yeah, Sometimes exactly. it's because the moon landing's fake, but, like, that's not your problem, mate. No. <laughs> it's not. much scarier to kind of acknowledge that it's chaos and that just don't know. No, I like that. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than there. I don't know. I like the idea of chaos other than, like, people pulling the strings and ruining shit, but it's probably a combination. It's probably anything. a combination. Anyway, uh, all right, for real, I'm leaving. Here. I'm leaving. i got to edit right. something. Goodbye. Interstellar. Interstellar for Caravan of Garbage. That's what I'm editing. There he goes. Okay, goodbye. We'll bend this out of the audio. Goodbye. Say goodbye. I'm already leaving the room. You sing all you want. Sweetness and the sorrow. Goodbye. Wish me luck the same. I'm actually closing the door. But I can't regret. Oh, he's gone. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's it's up to you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.